And then you, you read a verse, if you would, open up there to 1 Peter 5 8. And uh, an old verse that you just read way back when that had a lot of meaning, a lot of meaning, um, comes to you later on in your life. And I'll tell you what, a fire from above just rekindles in your heart and it just takes on a whole lot more meaning. And that's, uh, if you don't get anything from it, please tr- trust me, this was a dear passage to me. And uh, my heart's beating right now really good, so let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord, how it, it just uh, puts that fire in our heart, Lord, that burning. And I pray it be in every person's heart, Lord, this that's here today. And I pray for your liberty, Lord, your love. Touch our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, 8. And uh, the Bible says... It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You know, uh, when I first got saved, um, some of you know my testimony. I, I used to come to this church. I mean, I didn't have a, I got saved. I knew I needed a Savior. I, you didn't have to convince me that I was a sinner. Um, I used to come to this church, and I'm not bragging about this. I'd come, Gary probably remembers it. I know Tim, Pastor would remember it. I came to this class. I'd come sometimes with alcohol on my breath. I'm not bragging about that, by the way. I'm not. I'm just telling you, this is how far I've came. When I, when I first got saved, I remembered this verse. Be sober. Be vigilant. For your, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You know what? I haven't drank in, decade, in over a decade now. I haven't done any alcohol. I haven't. You know, I mean, I ain't dabbling in drugs anymore. But you know what? That's when I first got saved. That's where I, I thought instantly because, you know, he's clean and he's sober. And I used to think that that's what that was. Is sober just not doing drinking? Sure, that's part of it. Is sober just you're not partaking in these drugs because that's what we we think it is. Because that's what Amen as even I've preached and other pastors have preached. You know, it's just it's the drunk guy. Yeah, you end up drinking and drugging, and you know what I mean? That's You're not sober. But that is not the context of that. And I remembered those verses along with Proverbs 21, that wine is a mocker. 20 verse 1, wine is a mocker, strong drink is ranging. Whosoever there is deceived by is not wise. Man, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? That's not what the Bible says. That's what I just said. I apologize. But you get the point. Um, Proverbs 23, who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath wounds without cause, he who hath redness of eyes, those that tarry long at the wine, those that go about to see mixed drink. I used to have that memorized because I had this, this memorized. Well then, you know what, Dennis, it's been like 10 years now. I'm sober. But then I went out there in the woods the other day. I go out there in the woods and Man, I mean, it's snowing out. I haven't been able to do nothing. So I say, you know what? The snow's dropping. Antlers are probably going to start dropping off these deer. I know where these deer are hanging out. I'm going to go out in these woods where I know where these, these deer have been hanging out. I'm going to look for some antlers. So I go out there in the woods, and I start walking around. And I'm, I go around there, and I see this. I did when two, two months prior in, in uh, October, correct, October, we, we got a picture of a cougar, a mountain lion on trail cam. So I'm out there looking for these things, and all of a sudden, oh man, I found I found a paw print of a cougar print. Yeah, pretty neat. It's pretty cool. 
Only seen one, didn't see any others, the way I came into those woods. So then I start to get right into this little area, and I'm, I'm walking up, and there's this, there's this two-story fort that people used to play paintball in this area over 20-some years ago. And I started walking up to this fort, and there's, like I said, there's just deer tracks all around, just deer tracks. And I get all the way up to this deer, I get all the way up from here to there. And you know what happened? A lion ran right out in front from underneath that fort. A cougar did. I'm telling you, from here to that wall, ran out. Took one little jump here, one little jump there, and it was gone. It was a cougar. A cougar came, jumped out right out of this, right out of this tree fort, right out in front of me, ten feet away. And jumped off, jumped off, and within three seconds it was gone. Can I tell you this verse right here? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It takes on a whole new meaning today. (laughs) Thank you, Lord! (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's real this morning. It's real now. I mean, be sober. I'd like just to give you a few things, you know. When you encounter a lion, you're going to encounter him, by the way. You might never see a cougar, but you're going to see that lion. Someday, if you haven't already. First one, you, you know what? you got to be sober. It's a no-brainer. I'm just going to preach these two points. That's all I'm going to do. Be sober and be vigilant. Pretty simple. Be sober. By the definition, that it's regular, calm, not under the influence of passion or alcohol. As sober judgment, a man in sober senses, to cure of intoxication. So can I just say right now, if you're, and that also goes in with soberness of your mind. If you've got a bunch of pride in your life, if you're thinking a bunch of prideful thoughts, you're not sober. Amen. Amen. By the way, and sober is not just alcohol. Turn over there to Proverbs chapter 23. Hold your spot there, but turn over to Proverbs chapter 23. And I didn't, and I was telling uh, the teens this this morning, I didn't, telling Ryan specifically, you know, I didn't think of this. I didn't really even know this until I was later in life. What I'm about to show you right now. I just seen this. Two months ago. Proverbs chapter 23, and in verse number 20, it says, Be not among wine-bibbers, those people aren't sober, and amongst riotous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. You know what is the drunken? Is the drunk guy sober? No. Is the glutton sober? No. And I never, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realize that. You know why? Because we always preach the alcohol guy. And I've been the alcohol guy. But I've also been the glutton. And you know what I do when I, when I look at this passage? What's verse number one? I'm just going to go real quick. Verse number one. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, Proverbs chapter 23, verse one. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. That's food, by the way. And put a knife to thy throat if they be given a man to appetite. That's food. 
Be not desirous of his dainties, of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. That's food. Verse number six. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou of his dainty meats. That's food. Verse seven. For as as ye think in his heart, so is he eat and drink, saith to he, but his heart is not with me. There's food and drink. Verse number eight. Thy morsel which thou hast eaten, that's food, shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. And you know, then we got, I just read 20 and 21. That's both eating. That's both drinking. And then you get down to the verse number 29. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contention? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go about to see mixed wine. Look not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color and cup, when it moveth itself aright. At last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yeah, I mean, you ever heard a drunk say that? <laughs> they say beer inoculars. I mean, every person looks good when you're drunk. Sorry, that's probably not the place to say that, but that's what they say. That's that verse, by the way. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. A drunk person will say that. And they're speaking specifically alcohol here. And you know the rest of them. The rest of those verses go on, and that's got to deal with drunks. But what in verse 21, for the drunkard and the who? The glutton. Both of those people are not sober. I'm just talking about be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he devour. You're probably going to want to be sober. Peter knew what he was talking about, by the way. Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to sift thee as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. I think Peter knew what he was talking about. I'm just saying, the Lord says in this passage, He talks eight times about food and how you're supposed to handle it. And He talks ten times about being drunk. That's not too far off, but we like to put the drunk guy down. I've never noticed that until a couple months ago, reading your Proverbs. If you read your Proverbs on the 23rd now, I, hopefully you'll, you'll notice it now too. <laughs> you know, so, but, amen. I'll put it this way, is that a drunkard, I know it's the potluck, so I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean by anything, you know, I'm not trying to be sharp with, you know, my words for destruction, but I'd rather edify, you know what I'm saying? Like Paul said, I'm not trying to put anybody down. But a drunkard, I've, I've drank until I passed out. Have you ever ate so much until you passed out? Come on now. Come on now. Right. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, I was there. I mean, I'm, I'm there. You know, if it wasn't for getting diverticular, I'd still be there. <laughs> Amen. Lord says, you're going to stop. I said, okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> he forced me. Amen. Bless his holy name. But it, a sugar high. <laughs> right. Or 
Oh, we want to say we'll call it a sugar buzz. Is that sober? And just food for thought, that's all it is. Sober minded. Turn over there to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, verse 21. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 21 says, If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know what? You've got to be sober-minded too. You know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm real glad that when I went out there and, and as I was approaching up on that, I believe the Holy Spirit of the Lord just told me, you know what, and I, and I didn't have my gun out at any time, but I do carry a gun back there. I do carry a weapon because I'm not ignorant. And when I walked back in there, I got within probably 30 yards. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was a little ways. And the Lord says, you know what, just go ahead and un, un, undo your... Make sure, make sure your gun's out, you know, so I didn't have to pull my jacket up and over it. And I pulled my vest up and I stuck it behind my pistol so it was clear. I'm sure glad I wasn't stoned out of my mind at that point. I'm sure glad I could hear the Spirit of God say, you know what? You probably should have that pistol out. I'm sure glad I wasn't, oh man, I ate too much pizza, you know what I mean? And just, waddling through there like this and that cougar went, well, this guy's going to be an easy meal. <laughs> Amen. Thinking soberly. And put away in verse, in verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth to his neighbor for we are members one of another be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. What's verse number 27 say? Neither give place to the devil. You don't want to give that lion a place. You don't want to give that lion a place. You don't want to give him a place at your home. You don't want to give him a place in your heart. Because you know what he's going to do when he starts getting in there? He's going to set up shop. You don't want to let him go, hey man, I'm here to stay. Nope. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> you got to go bye bye. You got to get out of my heart. You got to get out of my mind. You got to get out of my home. You're going to have to get out of my town. <laughs> don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to tell you any part of the rest of that story. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but, <laughs> but spiritually speaking, don't give him a place. You know why? Because he's a roaring lion. He's not a little kitty cat. You ain't gonna play with him. I think it's that. Thank you, Lord. It says what he, in Leviathan and Job. What are you gonna tame him? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you know. You think you're gonna tame the devil? He ain't your friend. He's your adversary. Don't give him a place. Turn to James chapter 4. 
Pastor won't be here for a while, so it's fine. <laughs> we're not we're not doing reruns yet. I'm, I'm, we're getting ahead of the game. <laughs> All right, James chapter four and verse number five says, "Do you think this, that the Scripture saith in vain that the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy?" Speaking on soberness, soberness, soberness of mind. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, what? Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You know what I kind of, I like that. A lot of people just quote that, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But just like Pastor was saying this morning, you know, obedience. Obedience. It's easier to obey. We don't like that word submit though. But you gotta be sober. If you're gonna be sober, you're gonna have to submit to something. You're gonna have to put your flesh in subjection to even though all the things that you want to do. I wanted to eat some of that cheesecake down there. But I can't. I gotta tell myself no. Can't do it. I did have a cupcake though. Thank you. Those were delicious. <laughs> I got a soft spot for cupcake, but you know what? It's, uh, you got to submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Then he will flee from you. I like this, this verse number eight. It's comforting and it's convicting all at once. It says, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Man, that's comforting, isn't it, Brother Dale? Man, I like that. <laughs> Following the end of the verse, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. That's convicting. But you do it. Because I want to be clean in His sight. I want to be washed in that blood in His sight. I want to be holier. Amen. I want to be sober-minded. But when that devil comes around, he ain't going to stick around when that lion comes around. Um, we need to be sober, submitted, humble, but you got to resist. you got to resist those thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I'm talking about being sober-minded. Don't give that devil a place to set up shop. Oh, I'm better than that guy. Oh, I don't like that guy. I don't like sits or such and such. Boy, that... Etc., etc., etc. Don't give them a place. That lion will start roaring. You know what? But when you encounter a lion, be vigilant. You can be sober, submitted, humble, and be vigilant. Vigilant means watchful, circumspect, attentive to discover and avoid danger or to provide for safety. A vigilante does these things. A vigilante is watchful. A vigilante 
has that, he's attentive to that danger that's out there. He's prepared for it. He's, he's prepared. He does, he's taken the precautions to go that distance. He's not scared. Or he might be, but he's going to go forward anyway because he knows there's danger. Vigilance and the definition one number, these are all out of the dictionary. The good one, I don't know what year it is, but anyhow. First definition is a forbearance of sleep, a state of being awake. If you're vigilance. But you know what the slothful person says? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 13 says, The slothful man saith there is a lion without. I shall be slain in the streets. Proverbs 26, verse 13 says, The slothful man saith there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Can I tell you right now, you ain't going to be able to hide from the lion. You're not hiding from the lion. I was 10 feet away before I even knew that one was there. <laughs> they hide really good. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm, I'm actually quite embarrassed that I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm just being real honest, you know. They're the champ, the lion's the champion at hiding. He's, he's king of that game. He's king. You're going to have to face him. You're going to have to face that lion. You're going to have to be sober. You're going to have to be vigilant. You can't avoid it. If you're going to do anything for God, lion's coming. Is that fair to say, Pastor? 100%. Just ask Pastor. Ask anybody who's tried to do anything for the Lord. Has the devil been around? Yeah. Has that lion came around? I'm just telling you, better be sober. Better be vigilant. I'd like to say, get yourself a weapon. Get yourself a weapon. When I went out there, I didn't expect to see that lion, but you know what? I went out there with a nine millimeter. <laughs> I went out there with a nine millimeter and I had my nine millimeter. And when the Lord told me to un- take, make sure that I was able to reach my nine millimeter, by the time I got from here, I got from, I was literally right here to there. We went and looked at it Saturday again. I says, don't go around that way because I want to see where my foot track stopped, stopped in the snow. I want to see really how close I was because I told people 10 feet. And I went up there and I said, yep, that's about 10 feet. <laughs> you know, but I'm telling you right now, it was unholstered and it was from here to there. And I heard a scurry and I went, I didn't even have to think about it. I don't even remember doing it. I don't remember it. All I know is I practiced. Dan's taught me a lot. He, taught, he broke all my, not all of them. I still got some, but he broke most of my bad habits. But still, I practiced drawing, and I drew really good. But I didn't get my second hand on that gun until I was about here. Sorry. Over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, no. Here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better get you a weapon. You know, the second time I went out there, I went out there with a 9mm and a 5.56. Five, <laughs> With a thirty-round mag, of some, with some green tips in it, SBR, 
<laughs> I'm not prideful. I mean, you might miss the first ten times. <laughs> I'm definitely come prepared though. Better get you a weapon. Better learn your weapon. Better learn to break it down. Better learn to shoot it. You better learn how to clean it. Better learn how to put it back together. You better learn how to do it do it all over again. You know what? You need to learn how to oil it. You got to put some oil in it. Amen. Turn over to Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4. I'm just saying you better get yourself a weapon. Luke chapter number 4. And in verse number 1. Be sober, be vigilant. Get yourself a weapon. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, there's your oil, by the way. You know what oil is a lot of type of in in Scripture? That Holy Spirit. Better oil. I like how Jesus goes out there in battle, and He's full of oil. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and being 40 days tempted of the devil. There's your lion. And in those days he did eat nothing. Oh, I guess he was sober. And when he was and when they were ended, he afterward and hungered. And the devil said to him, If thou be, and we know this. I'm not going to go through all these. We know this. This is, you guys are the elite. But it says, and Jesus said to him, what? The devil tempts the Lord with food, and God says, it is written. Deuteronomy. Verse number four. Verse number eight. And Jesus answered and said to him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. I'm just saying you better get yourself a weapon. You better learn your weapon. Again, you know what he quoted? Deuteronomy. Verse number 12, and Jesus said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You know what he quoted? Deuteronomy. You know what Jesus brought? Jesus brought one magazine, three bullets. (laughs) No pun, pun intended. Pun intended. One magazine, three bullets. I'm not that good. I'm not that good yet. And I'm never going to claim to ever be that good. I'm not going to. I'm just saying you need a weapon if you're going to go up against a lion. You probably want more than one book, one magazine, and three bullets. Just saying. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful than any sharper and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know what? This is the best weapon you're ever going to get against that lion. The best one. You know what I like though? 
verse number 13. It says, And when the devil was ended all that temptation, he departed. He departed. Matthew 4.11 says that he leaveth him. You know what? He had enough. You know what it said? It is written, Satan. You know what? It is written, Satan. You know what? It is written, Satan. Submit myself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You better get you a weapon. You better get familiar with that weapon. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You know what? When all that happened, I am very thankful that that lion went the other way. And I look back on it and... I mean, you're... I'm not joking. Here to there. That thing could have jumped right out and... I don't even... I'd like to think that I would have lived. <laughs> I had my gun out real quick. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> real quick. But I'll tell you one thing. I didn't turn my back on it. Not once. I actually looked as I told, I told David not to go around that way. I, I came back and I looked at my prints in the snow and this foot went like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't go. <laughs> I just... Turned. I said, oh, yeah, that's what I did. And I didn't see it anymore. I didn't get, let me just say this. I got about 30 yards away before I realized my finger was still on the trigger. <laughs> and I'm climbing over tree branches, driving over log jams, log piles. <laughs> and I realized, let's probably take that off. <laughs> there's always room to get to practice more with your weapon there's always more room for to learn to know your weapon you don't know the whole thing and especially once you get in a certain spot you better have some instinct better just let some muscle some muscle and some memory take over hopefully the spirit of God You know what? It didn't go to. I know one thing. It didn't go that far. Like I said before, I don't even remember pulling my weapon out. But you know the one thing I do remember. I do remember as I as I went out when I had my when I had my pistol out. I had my pistol out, right? And as I had my pistol pulled out, as I had it. Sorry, it's probably showing right there. As I had my pistol and I pulled it out, and I know from right here to there, I had it, and it was dead. And I know from here to there, it was dead. And I know from there to there, I'm not pointing to nobody, pointing over here to there, it was dead. But I know as soon as I started getting, as it started getting out, and it was jumping, I know as I got to right here, you know what I was looking at, Brother Dan? The top of my slide. And can I tell you what? If you're seeing the top of your slide, the top of your gun like this, you're not connecting the dots in the right way. 
Because the dots, there's a dot here and a dot here. And you need to line it up with that dot. And I learned from Brother Dan, you can actually see the space in between those. And after a while, you're like, wow, you really can. So when you're seeing those, that space there, when it's far off, probably not a good thing. It gets that way in life though, don't it? You know? Looking at the top of your slide. I don't ever want to see that top of my slide again. You know what? There's a lion out there. You can't hide from it. Are you ready? You've been practicing? Did you learn it? You learned your weapon? You've been checking your mags? Or did, did you oil it up? Or is it rusted shut? And all you ever do is just see the top of the slide passing by it. Stays in its holster. Are you connecting the dots? You connecting the dots today. You know, you can connect James 4 7 with 1 Peter 5 8. I'm just talking about using a weapon, connecting the dots, not just looking at the top of the slide, being sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I'll read these last. Peter knew that. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to sift thee, has has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Jesus told Peter that. You know how Peter closes out 1 Peter 5.8? He says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after the after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle to you. And then he says this: To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I pray you be sober today. I pray you be vigilant. I pray you go get a gun or get a weapon. If you're going to go out in the woods, you might have get a gun too. <laughs> but don't. Don't just look at the top of the slide. Get out there and connect the dots. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I thank you for the fire that it puts in our hearts. Lord, I pray you just do that to everybody today. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, your saving grace. Lord, I just pray you. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, your 
and your love. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.